Hi, everybody. My name is Reby Long, and um, I'm just sharing my grief story with you all tonight. So thanks for letting me be a part. So great to watch that video again. So I grew up here in Dallas to some sweet, loving parents. I have an older sister and a younger brother. My family of origin um, grew up going to church but didn't attend Watermark. Um, But we were very passionate about church attendance. So it was easy for me to feel like I did a lot of things right and that on my own I pleased God. Um, Because on paper and in reality I was really involved with Christian activities or faith-based things. Um, When I was nine years old, I went to summer camp for the first time and heard and understood clearly the gospel for the first time. Um, And so upon hearing Romans 5, 8, that I was not perfect, that I would never on my own be enough um, or or please the Lord by anything I could try to do. Um, But yet, while I was still empty, God sent his son died for me. Um, That changed my life. And so I rejoiced in that news that God would send a rescuer named Jesus um, because he desired a relationship with me. So when I was nine years old, I trusted my life to Christ and started to walk in a relationship with Jesus. I quickly came back from that summer camp, though, um, and was not abiding with Jesus or daily devoting to him. And so just fell back into lies and traps of Hey, if I do good things, God will keep my life peachy keen. And that is not true. That's not what God calls us to or what he promises us. And so um, my story shifts uh, through my loss um, because in 2007, God, I would say, kind of crashed my economy of grace and of salvation. So in 2007, I was 17, and my dad was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer that had already metastasized to his liver. And so my dad's news was quick. He saw his doctor on a Monday. He was scanned on that Wednesday. And by Friday in that same week, he had surgery. He had a colon resection and a liver ablation. And though his news and initial surgery was fast, his battle was long. So over the next nine years, um, he would have 12 different operations, four blood transfusions. He would switch chemo medications about every six months. In 2010, the doctor said he would be on chemo indefinitely until he removed himself. In 2013, he had his last interventional surgery. In 2015, he surpassed standard of care um, and went strictly on experimental trials. And then in March 2016, he finally decided to quit chemo and um, go on hospice. And within that week, uh, he went home to be with the Lord. So... As to be expected, the God that I had come to, that I thought I knew, but come to know better through kind of a longer trial and terminal illness, um, and the God that I now can say I love fully, did not fit into the box I tried to fit him in. Um, God, I now get to celebrate as the author of time, because my dad's diagnosis usually has a, um, a two and a half year survival rate. His doctor said maybe five, and he lived for nine. Um, And so I was blessed that in a lot of my dad's kind of trial and sickness, um, God taught me so much in my reality. Um, My reality um, was not cancer for myself, but the same reality as my dad's, which are my days were numbered. Um, And as Proverbs says, God taught me to be wise and number my days. Um, Through the stock market crash uh, of my economy of grace and who God is, 
um, God lovingly drawed me back to him and to his truths. Um, he took away from me that works-based salvation and theology and brought me back to what is real grace. Um, it's not that God had to break me or that God needed my dad to get sick to get my attention or that loss needed to happen in order for a personal and spiritual change in my life to occur. But it's that God wastes nothing on our lives. I told some friends after my session of Grief Share that I'd um, never known what people meant by marriage is hard work. I'd never known that because I've never been married. Um, and, and that saying felt foreign to me um, and hard for me to wrap my mind around. But going through Grief Share, I, I began to understand what hard work people were trying to communicate. Um, I imagine in marriage, it's really easy to fight. It'd be really easy to leave and really easy to ignore or put off. Um, but the choosing to co- talk through conflict or the desire to understand how communication broke down or the fighting for, that's the work people were talking about. And so coming to Grief Share for me was a commitment to fighting for. It was a commitment to fighting for a right relationship and a right understanding of a true loving God. Um, of believing that God is loving and he didn't get it wrong and I need to work through in order to trust that. Coming to Grief Share um, allowed me to commit to a process um, that I describe as, as looking through a memory box. So when my dad died, I created an actual basket that I filled with his obituary and pictures from around that time leading up. And... Um, and notes people wrote or memories that I just that were tangible. And I put everything in that bag, in that basket, and I put it under my bed. Um, and I think I also created a metaphorical basket of just thoughts surrounding loss and thoughts about my dad, um, hang-ups and hurts from that relationship, or even hang-ups and hurts from other relationships um, that were impacted by that loss. And, and grief share for me was a time where I could pull that metaphorical basket out from under my bed and go through those uh, figurative pictures, go through the memories, go through the hurts and hang-ups. It was a safe place. Um, I would come to Grief Share. I, I did the Monday mornings, and I would think, this is such a terrible way to start my week. It's going to ruin the rest of the week because here we are first thing Monday, and it might ruin the rest of my day. I had to go to work after. Um, But the Lord would just gently remind me, this is where you come to deal with the things in the basket. You come here to do the hard work. You come here to look through, to talk about the memories. And you know what? You can come here, do the hard work, and put the basket back under your bed. Um, Or you might find that you would benefit from talking longer or talking more with someone about it. Um, One of my dear friends in the time between my loss and the next open grief share uh, group started, I talked with a friend who lost her dad to a heart attack at 17. Um, We weren't comparing to see who had greater loss, um, but rather we were remarking on the differences. Um, At 17, both of our lives felt like they turned, turned corners. Her loss was final and instant, but also traumatic and unexpected. My loss was drawn out, different in nature. I had years of preparation, but I also left. Uh, I also lived with uncertainty of, is this our last Christmas together? Will this be the final photo I take and frame forever? 
It's not fair, necessary, or appropriate to say which is harder or who had it worse. And that's true of anybody's loss. That was the beauty of my small group within Grief Share. We would come together, and being a part of a group with other people who were grieving was validating in itself for my loss. No one needed to worry about who had it worse or whose loss was harder for that person. There was a mutual and shared understanding of everybody had a unique relationship to the loved one that was no longer with them. And at the end of the day, if we each put our own loss on the table for somebody else to decide if they would rather that one, we would all leave taking our own loss back, taking our own story back. I think I signed up for Grief Share because I believed it to be a healthy next step. And I believe that completing Grief Share would move me down some sort of linear road of recovery. I think I'd hoped that, too, in dealing with or confronting sadness and pain in my life, I wouldn't feel sad or pain down the road. And it's not that Grief Share didn't help or didn't do some of those things, but it's that through the testimonies and videos like tonight and through fellow friends in the group sharing, I was able to realize God had written a good story for me. Um, I love how Susan Lett said um, she was able to start to confess her sin and her grief. I was able to um, acknowledge um, that I didn't probably get it right the first time, and I don't think anybody does. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a true right, as I would a lot of times fight for what is the linear process. Like if I can just treat it like another recovery program where it's 12 steps and maybe I could get through four this weekend, um, grief wouldn't allow that. Um, and sometimes I felt like I was back at step one. Um, even just this past week, I felt like I was back at step one. And it's been a year and a half since my dad died. Um, so it's true that there's no right, um, no firm right that applies to everybody. And it's true, like they said, there is a wrong. Wrong is believing that God got it wrong or that God's word is not true or that God doesn't love you. Um, Wrong is not acknowledging your loss or your pain or the grief. But I believe that if we show up and we trust God, then he will take us anywhere from there. Last thing I just want to leave everybody with. Um, if you know the shortest verse in the Bible, John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. Then you know the significance around the story of Jesus weeping. He wept because his best friend died. He wept as a response to grief. He wept as a response to loss. He also wept 10 verses before he would raise the same best friend from the grave. Jesus knew the end of the story because he was fully God and fully man, even while he was weeping. So why did he respond in such a way? Jesus, like us, was on this side of heaven in that moment. Jesus, like us, was in the sad And he showed us how to respond in the hurt and the loss. Um, Jesus used that instance in the Bible to show us that even even death would one day come untrue. Um, And that is the beauty of just what we're doing here and reminding each other is um, death is, is final and is guaranteed on this side of heaven. But when Jesus comes back or when we are reunited with him, all the sad things come untrue. Thanks for letting me share.